Hey everyone, before we get started, don't forget to subscribe, click on that notification bell, like, dislike, comment, share, let us know what you're thinking. You could also follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts. Now, today on the Angel of Words podcast, I will be recommending to you my top five drama series that are out right now on deck on the Angel of Words podcast. Hello, welcome to the Angel of Words podcast. I'm your host, Angel of Words, and today I'm flying solo because I had a thought. The pandemic is in full effect. The flu season approaching, and winter is coming, as they say on Game of Thrones. Now, most of us will be spending a lot more time at home than we normally do because of the brutal weather that is ahead of us. But that doesn't mean that we cannot be entertained. And today, I am here to recommend my top five favorite drama series that are either on TV, cable, or new media. I actually have a little bit of a background in uh, film and television production. I have an associate's degree from the Borough of Manhattan Community College. Uh, it may not seem much to all you guys out there, or maybe it does, um, but I hope it helps add to my credibility because when I do watch um, film or television, especially television, I do tend to analyze it from a uh, from a all aspects of uh, TV production. So, you know, I'm glad to share uh, a little bit of what I enjoy with you all out there. And I hope that you enjoy what I have to tell y'all. Now, I'm going to start off with my notable mentions. Number one, Peaky Blinders. It is a show set in the UK. It is a crime drama. Excellent. If you love accents, if you love period pieces, you know, a lot of the shows that I'm going to be mentioning, you know, would have made my top five, but you know, you have to cut them down to five. So, you know, I have to go with the ones that have had me the most, that get me the most, most fiend out, to be honest with you. Now, the next show is Top Boy. It is also a show, I don't know if it's, if they're still producing it. I don't know what's going on with that because there was a big lapse in time before they produced the second season of it. And, uh, you know, if, if I'm not mistaken, I, I, you know, uh, Drake was involved in producing the second season of it, which, you know, which took a long lag time. But it's a great, also a crime drama. You know, it really takes you into the streets and the hood of modern day UK. And, it, and it's pretty dope man if like i said if you like accents if you like you know hearing different slangs if you want to be taken to a different place where you're like oh man i didn't know they you know i didn't know they were th- this cool i didn't know like you know that you know they enjoy our music i didn't know that they, you know if it, it's something that really takes you to a place where you're like oh snap man that's crazy like they're also similar they're similar to us out there in the uk the next one is 
Power Book 2, Ghost. Man, you know, I love the fact that they kept the same opening credits. You know, it's basically the aftermath of what happens after the, uh, you know, the aftermath of Ghost's death. Um, I love the fact that they put Mary J and Method. I was a little apprehensive about uh, Mary J and Method Man being a part of the series. But man, they fit in absolutely well with the cast. I love the casting of this new power. I really do. I love the defense attorney who was at the end of, you know, who was there, you know, in the last season of the original power. Um, I'm a big fan, but you know, it's early in the show. It's three, it's three episodes in. I wanted to actually choose shows that already have a full episode under their belt. So that's why, you know, power book two didn't make it, but it's great. And I'm looking forward to the upcoming episodes that are coming out. The next one is the shy <sighs> Lena Waithe. Great show, man. Great show. But I'm starting to get a, a, a little, you know, the third season isn't hitting me with that juice right now. I don't know why. You know, it's just not hitting me. You know, a whole, you know, uh, uh, maybe I have to rewatch it. You know, the shine, you know, those first two seasons were absolutely amazing. You know, it, it was a tough decision. Not to put my girl Lena uh, Lena Waite, um show in the top five. It was tough, man. It was tough. But, you know, it didn't make the cut. It was right there, man. It was right there. But the shy, you know, uh, uh, you know, another crime drama, you know, it really takes you into what's going on in Chicago. You really get a sense uh, 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 of 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 society. And, you know, it takes you to those dark places and the light places, in life, you know, the shy is an unbelievable show. And, you know, if I do another top five next year, you know, I might have to re, re take a look into putting in the top five, but it didn't make it this time. And, uh, you know, it, 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 I kind of feel guilty about it, but I didn't do it. Last but not least, if you are like me and you're, uh, you have that Game of Thrones itch that you had to scratch, you know, you having a little bit withdrawals from the Game of Thrones situation, which is, you know, one of my top three favorite shows of all time, definitely would have made the number one spot if it was still active. Uh, and I can't wait for House of the Dragon to uh, premiere. But if you're having a little bit of issues scratching that itch, I recommend The Witcher. Uh, you know, it's a fa it's a fantastical journey through a through a mythical time. Uh, you know, kind of like Game of Thrones, a little bit more on the mysticism, a little bit more on the f fantasy aspect. Um, you know, a little bit more over the top. You know, they have uh, more, they have magicians and things of that nature. Uh, but, you know, overall, I think it's a, it, it, it's a decent show. You know, it, it, it'll hold you over a little bit, you know, if, you, if you're missing Game of Thrones and you like that, 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 that gothic, medieval, uh, majestic type of show, fantasy. You know, I think that you'd really enjoy The Witcher. It's uh it's pretty badass and I like the lead character. He's pretty awesome, The Witcher. So um 
I think you'd uh, really enjoy uh, watching The Witcher if you know that's your type of show. Is that's something that you're into? Uh, I I highly recommend it. So you know those were my honorable mentions. Um, definitely all of those shows could have made the top five. You know, and when I make my top five, it, it you know it's something about my top five that I have withdrawals that I need to see that I, I like the overall production and, you know, including the music, the sound, the editing, all those things combined are all just gelling. They all have that chemistry. Now, my first show drama series of my top five and keep in mind, these are all TVMA, so please don't watch this with your kids unless you feel comfortable because there's a lot of subject matter that is really intense. And, uh, you know, some parents may feel like you need to um, to uh, be at a certain age to, to understand and be emotionally educated enough and emotionally um, mature enough to actually uh, watch the show. Now, my top five begins now. Ray Donovan. Ray Donovan started in 2013. It's a crime drama on Showtime. Man, what can I say about Ray Donovan, man? You know, a lot of people compare it to The Sopranos. I mean, I guess it's The Sopranos, but the guy doesn't really, you know, he's not really a boss boss. Ray Donovan, the lead actor uh, played by Leif Shriver, is not the boss boss. You know, he, he's the, the, ma the patriarch of his family, but, you know, he works for like a, uh, you could say like, for, for powerful people cleaning up messes in the uh, for for uh, for uh powerful people's either clients uh either uh athletes musicians he's just the person that goes and fixes your problem in any way shape or form leading to other problems for him and his, and the people that he cares about the most now, the creator, and uh, Biderman, and she also writes on the show, one of the main writers, man, she did an amazing job. Uh, uh, John Dahl is also one of the, the, uh, the main directors. Um, you know, he directed Rounders with Matt Damon and Ed Norton, which is a great film. If you haven't seen it, like, I suggest you watch it. Um, the show is in, the the show is incredible. The music is great. The cinematography is fantastic, and the art direction, just the cohesion, man, between the set director, the art director, the production design, the editing is fantastic. You know, there's a lot of gruesome scenes, and and, and you know, and and in the in, in in this show, there's a lot of violence on this show. You know, I kid you not. You know, the show is very um, graphic. So, um, you know, just keep that in mind. And, you know, I also want you to keep in mind that it may be one of the more politically incorrect shows uh, out there. All the main characters are from Boston. You know, if you know anything about Boston, my people in Boston, you know, they like to speak their minds. Um, you know, um, and uh, it really is... Um, a show that is 
it hits home because there's a lot of things on this show that are are actually themes that are prevalent right now in society. You know, you have issues with religion, you know, on the show, there's issues with the pre with priests raping, uh, small children. There's Catholic guilt and suicide. There's abortion, you know, uh, Boston is a very, uh, is known for being a very Catholic and religious area. Um, and all those themes run rampant through uh, through uh, the show. You know, there's a lot of misogyny. There's a lot of domestic violence on the show. There's a lot of adultery on the show. And, 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 you know, and, and it, it really is a show that it's 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 heartbreaking in a way because it 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 shows you how flawed humans can be, but how much. And how much we care for our families. That we would be willing to do anything for them, even though we argue with them, we fight with them. You know, family is still always going to be there, prevalent. And, you know, Ray struggles with his father, who's played by John Voight. Uh, Mickey Donovan, who's a douchebag, is always putting Ray in all these precarious situations, always having issues with the law while Ray's trying to fix a problem. He's making the problem even worse. You know, then he gets his brothers involved. You know, one of his one of his brothers suffers from cerebral palsy on the show and he fights the disease throughout the whole show. His brother Bunchy was raised by a Catholic priest and so was Ray. So, you know, you have that dynamic uh, uh, of him trying to come out of, you know, Bunchy trying to come out of his shell because, you know, he, you know, he, he feels like it's hard for him to live with what happened to him. The show is deep, man. The show is deep. The show is deep. And, you know, uh, with all those internal family issues Ray has to deal with, he also has to deal with the fact that he's being paid by all these powerful people to um fix other people's problems. And then he goes home to even larger problems and then throughout the show, all these problems, they, they intertwine and just create just one of the most dramatic shows that are out on TV. Um, Steve Bauer also, I don't know if you know who that is. He played Manolo in Scarface. He's also on the show. He's, he, you know, he's Ray's right-hand man in the beginning of the show. You obviously got to watch the drama that ensues with him throughout the course of the show. It's a lot of seasons in. So if you're a binge watcher, you're going to enjoy it because you'll have a lot of episodes to watch. So, I highly recommend Ray Donovan. If you're a fan of shows that push the envelope, which I am, I like subject matter that makes you cringe. I like to to see how people deal with the with, with, with the unfairness, the crassness of life, and how they try to turn the negatives into a positive. I I like those. I like those kind of dramas, those kind of shows that 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 uh push the envelope. Um now, my next show that I love. Number 4, Euphoria. 
Euphoria is the show for Gen Zers. It is all about that Gen Z life. It deals with what we all are are trying to to analyze in today's society with what's going on with the Gen Z generation and, and, and the opioid crisis and the drug culture, the evolved drug culture of the youth that, uh, that they, they seem to to uh, have uh, to be enduring. Uh, you know, not, not all of them, but they, there's a lot of these things happening in the subculture of America where there's a lot of lost kids and Zendaya, the main character encompasses all of that. You know, she is such a complex character. She is the lead character. You know, she is able to really to put that show on her back and carry it. Man, the way the lighting is structured on that show, the cinematography is absolutely spectacular. Um, you know, I, I, it, it, it really is a credit to um, uh, Marcel Rev, who's, uh, you know, the lead cinematographer uh, on the show. Um, absolutely brilliant job because it... The, the the lighting on the show really takes you through the moods that all these young kids are experiencing, you know, you, you know, living in a small town, dealing, you know, dealing with, with the, the empty feelings and broken homes and, and wanting to fit in in school and with their friends and being bullied and being harassed and, 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 and you know and the and the culture now of, of and the new culture of the way that kids romantically engage with one with one another you know, I love shows like this that give you a picture because, you know, not all of us are in our early 20s, late teens. You know, we don't really we can adapt to culture, but we don't create that culture. And on this show on Euphoria, you know, it really takes you into the culture, the mind you know, of the Gen Z or the, the way they, they romantically approach one another with like videos and sexting and, and salacious situations. And, you know, it's something that as a parent, that's scary. So, I mean, if I'm a, you know, if you're a parent, I really would recommend you watch this show because it really gives you a perspective into the way that, that kids are behaving right now you know just the whole culture of it and you know and i feel like the creator sam levinson really takes you there you know it it it, 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 it makes you feel like you're a, a 19 year old living in today's society and the music the soundtrack to that show is absolutely spectacular it really engages you. It makes you feel. You want to cry. You know these people, these kids having issues with their parents and not and, and and not being able to understand one another. There's so many issues that that are happening on that show between parents not being able to relate to their children. 
you know? And, and I feel like that show really does a, a, a poignant job of, of, of trying to showcase what children and, and you know, uh, and early, you know, early 20s kids are dealing right now in today's society with all the technology changing so rapidly. Every, you know, the, the cancel culture, the blocking culture, the, the being obsessed with likes culture, the tech culture, you know? Kids trying to find themselves. Are they who they are? Or are they what technology is telling them that they want to be? And that is the beauty of Euphoria. And it's so apropos that they call the show Euphoria because the show makes you feel like you're in a euphoric state from the first episode on in. And, you know, you have kids doing things that they don't want to do, you know, uh, sacrificing their integrity, making decisions that could affect the rest of their lives forever, you know? And then you have... Adults that are just plain old pedophiles on, on the show. And, you know, it's only in the first season, but all, all the drama that's ensuing, it's a very graphic show. Um, you, you see, you know, the, the pedophilia on screen, and it's, and it's very intense. So if you're not into that kind of prog- prog- progressive uh, a show, you know, I recommend that you don't watch it. But if you really want to get a, a a sense of 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 children trying to fight the void that is inside because they don't know where they what they want to do with their lives and they're feeling so much pressure from social media and and and. and the want to be accepted. If you really want to see that pain, if you really want to connect to your kids and, 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 and try to see things from their perspective, you know, if you have late teenagers, early 20 somethings, I suggest you watch the show. You know, I actually came from a wake where, a, 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 a you know, a child who was 20 years old passed away and it was so sad to see his friends just say, man, I wish I was there for you during your emotional distress. I wish that I could have been there. I'm sorry that I blocked you. I'm sorry that I canceled you. I'm sorry that I didn't pay more attention to you. I'm sorry that I didn't respond to your texts. Th- these are serious things that, 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 that kids are dealing with, you know? Unfortunately, you know, not everyone is, is able to find the passion or find a purpose in life. You know, and, and, you know, and it's just like any other era. You turn to drugs and then all of a sudden your, your world spirals out of control. But unfortunately now, you know, a lot of the drugs that are being taken are actually legal drugs that these kids don't know the potency of. And, you know, euphoria really takes you down that road. And if you want to go down that road, if you want to connect with your kids, if you really want to watch something that's going to... um uh, awaken a sense of reality in, in your brain, you know, as a, as a, as a Gen Z or as a parent or as a millennial, uh, you know, or a, a baby boomer grandparent, you know, if you're, if you're willing to take a risk on something 
you know, this intense, then I suggest you watch Euphoria. It's on HBO. My next show is a uh, brilliant show created by Brian Koppelman, David Levian, and Andrew Ross Sorkin. It's on Showtime, started in 2016. We're talking about Billions. Um, I absolutely love Billions because of the power struggle between the character Chuck Rhodes and Bobby Axelrod. That will never get old for me. It just will never get old. The power of money versus the power of government. And what makes it so intense is that they both rely on Chuck Rhodes' wife, who was also the 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 um, psychiatrist of uh, of Bobby Axelrod's company on the show, uh, and she's the one that deals with all his subordinates and, and you know makes them uh, gets them pumped up whenever they're feeling down and their trades are 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 not being lucrative and uh, they're going off the uh, deep end. She's the one that keeps them all intact, but she's also the one that the one that keeps uh, Bobby Axelrod and Axe Capital intact and Chuck Rhodes intact. Her husband. Um, the show really shows the intensity of the government when they want to get someone who they think is a criminal and who's cheating the system, who's doing insider trading. You really, you really gain a grasp of how, how vital in, you know, hedge funds and investment firms and Banks and and and, uh, and um, all these uh, companies that deal with, with you know in, in in investing billions and and millions of dollars, how cutthroat, how absolutely despicable people can be, and and how low they're willing to go for that for that dollar. On that, uh, on billions, you see how government is willing to sacrifice a, a, a you know small pond, uh, small ponds to get to the to get to the big fish, and when they feel they can't get to the f- big fish, how, how they do not mind just going after other people. And Chuck Rhodes isn't that type of guy. His man is Bobby Axelrod, and he will do anything within his power to make to to try to take him down and show the world that he is a a a snake and someone who is cheating the system who's doing uh who's trading illegally and who's making his funds uh in a uh in a in a dark and uh illegal manner uh i mean they're their chemistry, the casting on that show was absolutely phenomenal. And, you know, and, and it's done by Alison Estrin, who also did the casting for uh, Captain America Civil War. She was involved in that. 
Uh, the cinematography is amazing by Jake Polanski. You know, shout out to them and the art director, the set director, Christopher Minard, Christina Tonkin Noble, Eric Damon. Like, they do just a, a sensational job of, of taking you into these lavish lifestyles that you would never fathom in your whole entire life. Um it, it, it just, it really, like, it, it really shows you what the haves and have-nots are dealing with. And, and just just the stark lives, the, the stark difference in lives that they live. And, you know, it, it's also interesting because Chuck Rhodes' father is actually an investment uh uh, banker, um, you know, he's an investment guy, you know, so he's, a, uh, uh, you know, he's also, uh, trying to, uh, to get his son to pull favors for him and, uh, you know, um, and their dynamic is great because they're always fighting with each other because one is trying to be good and the other one is all about business and the bottom line. Uh, you know, Chuck Rose is into S&M hardcore, you know. And that is something that he's always trying to keep hitting on the show. And his wife is one of his dominatrix, but he also cheats on his wife with other dominatrix, which causes, which causes conflict within their relationship. And they're always going back and forth uh, about that. You know, uh, Bobby Axrod is kind of a misogynist. He's the, just the most competitive character that there is on any show I've ever seen. Just the drive of that man and and, and, and how, how much he would do to get what he wants is just unbelievable. I've never seen, I haven't seen a character like that in a really long time. Billions also has the first um, uh, non-binary character uh, in television history. The first gender, the first gender non-binary character in uh, television history, uh, played by uh, Asia Kate Dillon, and her character on the show is uh, Taylor Mason. Man, like when I grow up again, man, I want to be Taylor Mason, man, and I want to be as pragmatic and as smart as her. Taylor Mason made me reevaluate my whole life. Every time she speaks, she, you know, any, anything she says, I'm always Googling it. She talked about quantitative analysis and quant analysis. It's, a mat it's, it's mathematical finance. Like, this show is just so smart. It takes you there politically. Um, the, the writing is absolutely impeccable. And I love the language of the show. It is absolutely stunning. Stunning the, the way the, the stories that they that the characters tell, the way they communicate with one another. It is just a beautifully written show that makes you want to Google everything they're talking about. It, it, it's, it's a show that you learn about things you never even knew existed and, and, and that world of finance that 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 is, uh, you know, it is America. It is American culture. You know, the stock market is American culture is one of the most important things in the world. It's capitalism, baby. It's billions. And, uh, and the government trying to, 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 to regulate it. Uh, if you like political politics versus, versus money, 
this is the show for you. I, you know, I guarantee you would enjoy Billions, and it's another show that um, it, it has a lot of seasons. So if you feel like binge watching, by all means, you know the the characters are brilliant. They're funny. There's a lot of com- there's comedy on the show as well. Because that's why that's what I appreciate about all five of these shows that I'm mentioning. There's a lot uh, of com. The, the chemistry between the characters is so great and the writing is so great that they, they when they throw in that comedy, it's funny as hell. You know, so, you know, I suggest you go watch Billions. It is fire. It will teach you about finance and it will open up your mind and, and, and you learn things about money and investing. And, you know, it might help. It might even help you, you know, make a buck or two, you know, because you might get so interested that you start looking up all these uh, all the jargon that they speak of and, and, and all the tactics that they use on the show to make their to make the millions and their billions. Now, my next show on my top five, it's a show on TBS, actually, that I cannot get enough of. I love the characters and the chemistry so much. It is Queen of the South, La Reina del Sur, an adaptation of La Reina del Sur, which is a a, a novela in Spanish. Uh, It's also a, uh, a book written by Arturo Perez Reverte, um, this show is absolutely spectacular from beginning to end. Um, it feels sometimes like you're watching the movie Taken, and it's funny because the editor Matthew Philip Smith from Taken is one, you know, was the editor on this show. This show is fast paced, it's moving from beginning to end. I, you know, and I just want to let everybody know who may think that this show is a is a, a Spanish only show. No, it is not. The show is in Spanglish, mostly, I would say 85% English. From beginning to end, Teresa Mendoza is that woman. I love the themes of feminism. I love the themes of, of, of never quitting, never saying no, coming from the gutter and, and, and establishing a, a humongous foundation against all the odds in the universe as a woman, as a woman, as a boss, uh, turning enemies into your friends. Uh, making deals with, with, with your enemies. Oh, my God. The show was absolutely fantastic. Teresa Mendoza, played by Alice Braga. Oh, my God. Absolutely sensational actress. Hemke Madera, who plays Spote, her right-hand man. I'm not going to give the show away, but let's just say it wasn't always like that. The transition from, from, from their beginning to him becoming a right-hand man is absolutely worth watching all unto its own because it's absolutely insane the show the show is you know is tvma but it's on the softer side because it is on tbs um you know so uh don't be too scared steve bauer is also on the show. Manolo's on the show. He plays El Santo in one of the seasons, a great character. One of my favorite characters is Ryan O'Nan, King George. Oh, my God. Adds such a spice to the show, such a diversity. And that's what I really enjoy about all five of these shows. There is a lot of diversity on each and every one of the shows that I'm talking about. All cultures are represented. You know, there are no stereotypes really on any of these shows. 
Um, you know, they cast uh, uh, effectively. They 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 got the, in my opinion, on all five of these shows, they've casted the best actors to play the roles, you know, and, 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 and it, it really is, it, it's, I enjoy the hell out of it. And especially Queen of the South. Queen of the South does not stop moving. You know, I, I you know, it, it's, it, you know, it, it's a little, uh, Weird sometimes for me because, you know, a lot of the great Latin shows always, I feel like, are based on uh, the drug trade in some way, shape, or form. But honestly, I love the fact that Teresa wants to build a legitimate business. This is not what she wants to do. And she endures so many trials and tribulations. The show is shot in so many different locations. Every season, they move to a new location. The fashion on the show is absolutely impeccable. It's remarkable. They're always making sure that everybody looks as fresh as possible. Um, the actors, the way the chemistry is so amazing. The, the casting was absolutely phenomenal, man. Shout out to Libby Goldstein, who also did the casting for True Blood and Homeland. Shout out to Junie Lowry, who also did the casting for True Blood and Desperate Housewives. And all those shows I just mentioned right there all have sensational casting. There's nothing, you know, casting is very underrated because when you cast great, you have great chemistry with, 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 within the actors. And that makes up for any lack of directing, any lack. Of, 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 of writing but you know there is absolutely nothing missing on this show the the, the, the creators ma Fortin, joshua john miller they do a great great job um they have eduardo sanchez who directed um you know a lot of the episodes he did the blair witch project and um you know, I just love the way that the show is so fast-paced. It never stops moving. There's never a dull moment. Drama comes out of nowhere. The music is impactful and suspenseful and captivates you. It's riveting. Queen of the South is one of the best shows that I've seen in, in, in quite some time. Like, it's one of those shows that I can't wait to come back. You know, and, and I always wait for it to go on Netflix because, like, it's hard for me to wait for the commercials on TV. TBS. So, uh, you know, just keep that in mind. You know, it is on TBS. You're going to have to deal with commercials. Uh, but man, it, it is really worth it to me to deal with the commercial. And that's saying a lot, uh, you know, and, and it's set in modern times. So many, so many different people, so many different nationalities. You know, it's a really elaborate look into the drug trade from beginning to end. And uh, the politics involved, the politicians involved behind it. It is so it's just sexy it's a it's a sexy show man i don't know how else to explain it watch queen of the south you won't regret it it's sensational now last but not least the number one show i think everybody should watch and it, it is new it's a 2020 show 2019 2020 show a lot of people are gonna hate me for putting such a new show as the number one show. But when it comes to pushing the envelope, <laughs> yo, and that's what I love, pushing the envelope, putting things on screen that you've never seen before or that you haven't seen in such a raw manner. And yes, I'm talking about P-Valley. 
And I'm going to keep it PC and PG. But this show is TVMA. It's a crime drama on stars. Stars, you did it again. You have two absolutely sensational, remarkable shows going on right now. You're pushing the envelope with P-Valley O. My God, can we talk about Uncle Clifford and um, Lil Murda and that love affair that is happening between those two in in a in in a within the lifestyle of hip hop, which is extremely misogynistic, extremely homophobic, uh, you know, within its lyrics. And you see this love affair, you know, between someone that's fronting to be heterosexual and has absolutely fallen in love with, you know, someone from the LGBT community. And that dynamic is is something I've never seen that way before. And that raw and that in your face. You know, the show is... What's so great about the show is that there is a bunch of nudity. Hello, it's a show about a about a about a owner of a strip club, you know, trying to keep a strip club and and, and you know and, and you know strippers trying to make it in life and pursue dreams and things of that nature. You know, there's obviously other storylines involved. Uh you know, especially with a character called Haley, whose stripper name is Autumn Knight, who is super mysterious almost throughout the whole show, which is a great dynamic. I actually enjoy that because you want to know, like, what's going on with this girl? Like, it really keeps you intrigued and it helps move the show along. Uh, but, you know, the beauty of the show is that the acting is so great that after the first 15 minutes of watching the first episode you forget that these girls are naked and you know there's drama there's there's a a, a, you know there's salacious activity there's there's um you know it takes place in the deep south so you have the dynamic between the uh black people and white people and and the and, and and people who are are mixed in between uh you know you see um uh, misogyny you see the way that 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 women you know uh in 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 that atmosphere are 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 about the bottom line just like they are just like the men are and, and, and the women are in billions about about making those trades you know and, and doing it literally either illegally on on the cusp of it being illegally uh illegal you also have that in this show. You know what I'm saying? With, with, with the strippers doing things that aren't ethical, but they, you know, they're out there. They're trying to make something of themselves. You know, all, all these strippers are trying to fight demons. And, you know, but the, but, but the, the demons that they're trying to fight are, are, are really, they hit home. You know, we all want to be loved by, by our parents. You know, 
we all we we all don't want to suffer or want to see people suffer through domestic violence and, and, and you know this interracial domestic violence there there's just so much going on on that show it moves so rapidly that before you know it you're already done binge watching all eight episodes if i'm not mistaken it's eight episodes uh say about 45 minute runtime on each one uh and, and just the music, the soundtrack to that, to that, to that, um, to that, the soundtrack to that show is probably one of the best soundtracks to a show that I've heard in quite some time. It keeps the show moving. It's relevant to the show. The cinematography is absolutely amazing and get, it puts you in different moods, you know, so shout out to Nancy Schreiber, Richard J. Uh, Violette, um, uh, and, you know, also uh, Reza uh, Safania and Matthew Head, you do, you know, they do a great job with the music and the cinematography the the, 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 the show writing is so excellent because it's hard to pull off a show as, as a, me being a writer, it's hard to pull off a show when you're, when you're using a lot of the slang from that area, you know, when a lot of your show is based on the way people talk, uh, or, or, or the slang that they use it normally within that region, wherever it is, it's hard to it's hard to pull that off. You know, it's hard to get actors who are authentic enough to pull that off. And man, like watching P Valley, I feel like I'm in the deep, dirty stuff. Like I am there. Like I am living vicariously through these actors. And that is the great thing about all five of the shows that I've mentioned. That you live vicariously through, vicariously through these actors. Every the language it, it, it is so amazing in all five of the shows. If you feel like like you're there. You feel like you're them, you know. You feel like you're a like you're like you're a a a a, a affluent billionaire when you watch Billions. You know, it just changes your swag when you. It changes your mindset when you're watching it. You know, the same thing with P Valley. P Valley is so it's it's just entertaining, and that's what you want from a show. You want entertainment. But you also want to deep down into your innermost emotion, your innermost thoughts. You want to be provoked mentally. You want to, you want to, you want to feel intrigued. You want to be captivated. You want to be riveted. You, you want to feel it in your soul, what the characters are going through. You know, and in Pete Valley, you don't want any of those girls to strip anymore as you're watching the show. You like really fall in love with their backstories and you're like, damn, I, you know, I hate the fact that you, you know, that you don't, that you don't like, or you don't want to do what it is that you're doing anymore because you, you, you want to, or you're doing what you're doing because you want a better life for yourself and things are always dragging you back because when you're in those kind of underground toxic jobs, you always feel like something's holding you back. Like some form of toxicity, some drama, somebody else's drama is always holding you back. And that, and, and, and that is a struggle that we always have as humans, that sometimes things hold us back or we feel that things are holding us back.
And, you know, and that show, I hope that as the show progresses and as it matures, that, uh, you know, I, I, I hope to see a lot of the people that are on the show win and actually uh, uh, reach the goals that they want to reach and, um, and win, you know, get to the level and, and, and acquire the things that they want to acquire. I, you know, I just, I, I love the music on the show. I absolutely love how fast it moves, how great the acting is, the chemistry with between all the actors. I mean, and that's what I enjoy about all five shows. If you want to see chemistry, if you want to see great writing, if you want to learn something, if you want to be, if you want to, if you want your brain to start firing on all cylinders if you want to watch shows that make you google things and make you want to learn things and make you want to connect with people you got to watch ray donovan you got to watch queen of the south billions euphoria p valley not all in that order but watch them in the order that you want to watch them. And I hope that I have uh, given you a, a little something to think about and, and some uh, something to look forward to uh, during these winter months that we'll be dealing with the pandemic flu season and just try to keep ourselves healthy. Everybody out there, stay safe um, and take care of yourselves. Thank you. Hey, everyone. I hope you enjoyed my top five drama series uh, that are out right now. So if you can, go catch them. You could also catch me at Angel of Words ENT on YouTube. Catch me at Angel of Words Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts. And if you want to know what I'm doing on my social media, catch me at Angel of Words ENT, all one word. Thank you for tuning in, everyone. Talk to you later.